Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good afternoon, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi this afternoon on the Eagle Hour, the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad to be with you. We're at Sully's Restaurant in Purvis, making our once-a-month visit here to Sully's, and uh, we're very happy to be here. I'll be talking more to the uh, head chef here at Sully's. Uh, Vinny, I understand, is the head chef. Kind of sounds like your lawyer, Kelly. Anybody named Vinny, you better not say anything bad about uh, But you know? Vinny will be joining us in a bit. He's the head chef here at Sully's, and uh, we appreciate these guys having us down here. I think probably the most, right now, probably the most popular restaurant in the Pine Belt. Well, the, the parking lot would certainly, uh, and the overflow of the, of the parking lot would certainly lead you to believe that, right? Yeah, no question about that. And uh, we're really excited, too. We've got Kyle Rohn here with us at the table and, of course, Kyle is the new associate head basketball coach at Southern Miss, and uh, we're really glad to have you on the show. Thanks for coming down here. Appreciate you having me. And I'll tell you, the, the thing I like about the new basketball guys, among many things, is that you know, normally people say, well, yeah, I'll, I can do an interview. I'll just just give me a shout on my cell phone. And, right. You know, we'll no, he's here. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. He's in the house. We appreciate you know? that greatly. Yeah. You know, Coach, thanks for coming down. And then we were talking uh, before we went on the air. There's such a sense of excitement about basketball now, and uh, and you and the new staff that have come in, I think, have just regenerated, rejuvenated the Southern Miss fan base. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Obviously, it's a that's a start, and obviously, you know, we've got to we've got to kind of uh, uh, make it well documented as time goes. But I think it I think it has to start with energy and and, and some enthusiasm, and uh, you know, you, you, it starts with Coach Ladner, and uh, well, obviously, it starts with administration on down at at, at Southern Miss, and uh, gets into our sport with uh, with Coach Ladner and him being the, uh, the new hire as a basketball coach. Uh, there's many things that factor into into the energy. Number one, it's 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 his personality but number two it's uh this job is, is special to him uh southern miss basketball is uh it's it's something that that, that he's been a part of that has been successful uh as a kid he watched southern miss uh um uh you know that was his dream growing up obviously being a being a player there winning um always being near and dear to his heart so it, it's not just a, a a job to coach ladner it's something that every waking hour he, he's getting up and he's pushing to us as a, as a staff to to do every little thing uh to make the program successful and i mean program as a whole uh and to be to be successful but, but i think kyle too you guys even are, have to be look let's just lay it on the table here you guys have to be a little bit surprised too at the response you've had for example let's take your basketball camp that just finished about an hour ago, you know, this week, you were anticipating X number of kids. The X number that you were anticipating was over double what you were expecting. 
So that even has to take you guys by surprise. No, absolutely. And that just shows you the excitement and the residual effect, maybe, of how the excitement will. And obviously, the, the, the main residual, obviously, is, is, is to try to win. But one of the biggest ones is to try to get Green Coliseum. Uh, it gets some of that energy and uh, with season ticket sales, with uh, uh, in-house attendance and, and those things. Obviously, as coaches, we have to do our job to put a good product on the floor. But uh, that's what we're trying to get to now is uh, just elevate our whole program to a point of it being a, being something of excitement that people can really feel a part of. Well, you know, history proves here, and I, I was talking to a gentleman about this just last week. You guys come in here, you get this program back, top 30 program contending for conference championships. History proves how enthusiastic the fan base can become and what a rocking place the basketball coliseum can be. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, I... We, you know, the thing about it is, there's uh, multiple guys on staff, which I think Coach designed it that way, have have seen uh, the Coliseum that way, and I'm touching on several things in terms of having uh, a staff that has a, a strong tie to not only Southern Miss but Mississippi. But we, we've seen those when uh, when the number one Louisville's come into town, the top ten Cincinnati's, and uh, the professionals that have been in that league of the of the old Metro uh, of the early parts of Conference USA, uh, where it was. Uh, a really, really good basketball league, and, and in return, it was a really difficult place for those opponents to come in and play, and that's, and, and that's what you were referring to, and that's what we've got to get uh, Reed Green Coliseum back to. The, the, the sport of college basketball, by far, I think, has the biggest um, uh, influence upon home court home court advantage. I really think you can play off that more so than anything from, from, from students, from, from diehard fans on up uh, that can really influence winning and losing at our place. Now, Kyle Rohn, when, when people look at your career and they, they look at your resume, you, it, it would seem to me on paper that you'd be a natural fit here. You coached in the high school ranks, Forest County AHS. You were at Pedal High School around the Hattiesburg area. Followed Jay over at, at uh, Southeastern Louisiana. And, and the, the folks in Hammonds tell me that that job after Jay left was yours to be the head coach at Southeastern Louisiana, but you declined it, which a lot of people, that's an opportunity to be a head coach, but you declined it. You know, Whatever you're comfortable sharing, tell us about that. You know, you know Kelly, that, 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 that's true, um, and uh, super proud of uh, – uh, one of my better friends that has a job now at Southeastern Louisiana, and, and you know, I want to I want to humbly say means a lot that that you say that. Uh, I don't think this hour has enough for me to explain really, really all of what goes into that decision. But it but it is not the norm. It is not. There's only 353 of these Division One basketball jobs. We work all our lives to be be a head coach. I, I still think and I hope that that's in my future. Um, at this particular time, the best opportunity for me was to be an assistant coach on, Co- on Coach Ladner's staff at the University of Southern Mississippi. There's a lot of things going on there. And I, I have family uh, in, in this area, um, at, uh, in, the, in the Hattiesburg area, um, that, uh, that was uh, at, at a certain time in, in my career, in my life, that it was best for me to be here. Um, I'm very, very... Um, dear to the people at Southeastern Louisiana for endearing that opportunity to me and for making that decision tough. And uh, I'm, I'm also uh, super excited that Coach Landon would give me the, give me the opportunity and, and, and make it to where being an assistant here at Southern Miss was a decision to me made versus 
been a Division One head coach at Southeastern. So, for 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 me and and where I am in my career and personal life, it was it was it was great for me right now. Basketball wise, it was also the best move for me for my career. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Uh, and we we can stay and or meet one night up here at Sully at six or seven o'clock and go over the long long uh, long part of it, Kelly. But but I'm excited to be here, even even with that being in the in the in the windshield. He'll want you to buy. Sir. I'm just going to tell you, he'll <laughs> We'll do that. We'll do that. The only problem is after about two hours, Hal, I won't remember anything you, you told me. <laughs> we'll sit on this side. <laughs> okay. But you, know, you look at that staff. You're obviously on Clarence Weatherspoon is back on board. Now the announcement uh, yesterday with the coach from uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, who's certainly familiar with the with, uh, Conference USA. So now you talk about the varsity on staff. Um, it's shaping up. I think everybody's very excited about the way the staff is shaping up. But I think it can, I think it can be huge. You know, take me out of it. You talk about Clarence Weatherspoon, and uh, clearly the most decorated uh, guy in Southern Miss basketball uh, uh, history, and, and the state of Mississippi. What what he means to our school and the state. And then uh, Delonte Hill. Uh, uh, at one point, a lot of people don't know this, but he was 29 years old and, and the highest paid coach in in uh, NCAA basketball. So uh, at, at, a, at a very you know he's been at a high high level league when he was when he was that at Kansas State and. Yeah. Uh, you know, has his uh, has his imprint on changing a lot of programs. So so excited about that, and that, and that all plays into the fact to where I thought it was best for me in my career at this time to be at Southern Miss. So I'm excited about just to be a part of the staff, and uh, and, and and then there's some ones outside those those uh, uh, recruiting assistants, so to speak, that that make our our jobs and our day to day operations go go smooth. We may be able to do a commercial here, Coach. We'll hold you over, but have you had a chance to really evaluate the talent that you have now? And give us your perception of the, the the pool of talent you begin this new task with. Yeah, and that's a, that's a that's a huge question, and and that's one that's kind of ongoing and kind of fluid. Um, I, I will say this before I uh, before I go backwards and cover some of it. That since we've been here, our guys have been incredible in the way they approach each day and and how we've tried to start to. Uh, devise our culture and, and, and put our imprint on the program. They've had tremendous attitudes. Uh, it's a little bit just in general. We've, we've got a very young group. And uh, if you look at the team last year that, that, that was built up over four or five of really tough years of Southern Miss basketball, um, it's, uh, you know, to, to win 20 games and finish in the top three of the league. It was a top-heavy roster, and uh, those, um, I think, six, maybe seven, if you count one other kid, have or or off of that roster now that won that twenty games. So so as a group they're very young, but they've got a very good attitude and, and, and have really worked. We're talking to Kyle Rome, the new associate head basketball coach at Southern Miss. We're at Sully's restaurant in Purvis where fortunately we get to come once a month now and lunch was delicious. The food's great. Uh the head chef is gonna join us here in a few minutes and we're gonna talk to him about the success that this restaurant is enjoying and, and you and I've talked about it, Kelly, maybe the I think it's the hottest restaurant in the Pine Belt. Am I wrong about that? No, I think, and I really think, I think twice a month would be a much better situation for us, Bob. Weekly, yeah, we're yeah. open to weekly. If they want to have us down here, and Coach, we want to continue our conversation with you. Looking forward to uh, to talking to Vinny as well, and uh, looking forward to continuing the broadcast from Sully's and Purvis, and that's where you're here in the Eagle Hour this afternoon on the Super Talk Radio Network.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us for the Eagle Hour this afternoon. We're broadcasting live from Sully's Restaurant in Purvis, uh, where we're making monthly appearances and very, very happy to do so. And I want to thank the good folks uh, from Sully's for having us down here. What I think is the uh, hottest restaurant right now in the Pine Belt. And we want to talk to uh, one of the owners. Uh, Stephen Hampton is uh, one of the owners here at Sully's. Is that a fair statement? This has become, I think... The most, the hottest restaurant in the Pine Belt. It has, it really has. Uh, you know, people come if you make good food, you build it, they'll come. That's that's our philosophy. So obviously, when you guys open these restaurants, and you have one in Pedal, we should point out, you obviously had a plan, and you obviously had confidence that this was going to work. I'm going to ask you an honest question: sure. Would you have envisioned? Never. How popular this has become? Never. You know, uh, sometimes we, we laugh about it just because this is supposed to happen to other people, you know, not us. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of how this experience Was, was it originally the steak night, you think, Stephen? I, I do. I really do. You know, uh, we tried rock and roll, live music here, and uh, being a bar for a couple of years. And uh, it came the time where on Wednesday we were packed. Uh, we And then we started selling steaks on the weekend also. And, and understand that we didn't even have an oven here. We would cook the baked potatoes at the goalpost, and we sold French bread cooked off uh, the flat grill, you know, in a 300-square-foot kitchen. And, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about this little place on the hill is now our kitchen is 600 square feet. So, still no microwave, though. Still no microwaves. No microwaves. So, uh, and there never will be. It's, if, if you can't cook it fresh, you know. What's the point? I agree, and, and you got was it Boudin Boudin balls yeah, making up in the back? Vinny's not here right now. Our chef is in the kitchen right now, uh, making up our version of uh, Boudin balls. Now there's no pork liver or chicken liver in it, so we can't legally call them Boudin balls in, in Cajun theory. So uh, maybe we'll put something on Facebook, and maybe the public can help us with the name. I, we plan to do that. Soon. A guy named Vinny can do whatever <laughs> he wants. To do. Well, he, he's worked a lot of wonders for us, and you know that's one of the things uh, I, I like about this place so much is the, the group of young people that we have and the opportunities that they've been given that they may not have somewhere else. And just to take this little place and to turn it into what it is and then open another one or just right across town. Well, you, tr- you truly get a sense of family right? You know, when you're here. Uh, I had a business partner one time that had been in a lot of different businesses, and including the restaurant business, and he told me that it was the toughest business you could possibly get into. Uh, is that true? And so, how have you guys been so successful? Ooh, well, that, that's a great question, and uh, and he's halfway right. And and, and people, uh, other day I met a couple, and, and they asked me who it was and what we're doing, and and my wife and I said that we had a restaurant and this, that, and the other. We told them what it was, and they immediately said. Lord help you. God bless you. And and I didn't understand it. So we had a few more conversations a little while longer, and they said, you know, we just lived there. We were there all the time, and it consumed our life. And and I would tell you that it generally happens in small restaurants. But, you know, just like I was saying before, if you can find people that care as much as you, and that's the difficult thing in the restaurant business, you better keep them. You better pay them well and keep them and respect them and, and take good care of them because they're taking great care of you in the community. And what these guys do here and the service that these the servers do here, it's just it's phenomenal. You really feel like home. And, and we tell them, hey, imagine this person's coming to your house. These people that come here, imagine they're at your house. Treat, treat them that way because they truly are at our house. And that's what you get with local ownership. Right. You know, corporate America doesn't get that, but they don't have to. They don't have to. They just, well, who's next? 
you know, if you don't like it. But but that's but that I think I I think you're right on there, and I don't think you can underestimate that. Well, we have a lot of what I call uh, great customers, and they're very loyal, and uh, they could go out on 98 any one of those changes they want to three or four nights a week, but we see them here. And and they're very grateful for what we do, and, and we try really hard to, to please everyone. Well, because of the popularity of Sully's, uh, tonight the Best of the Best Fine Belt Awards will be staged at the Sanger Theater beginning at uh, 8 o'clock. You guys are nominated, what, 12, 12 different categories, something there, like there's that? A, there's a few. There's a few <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we're the, the best restaurant in the Pine Belt. Now, that could change tonight, according to the best of Pine Belt voting. Right. Uh, but we also have Don Webster. His brother, Dustin, also works in Fedora. I get him quickly confused. He's up for best chef this year. Last year, uh, Vinny from, from Hattiesburg was. Uh, and I think we're up for best steak, best restaurant, a couple other things. The Sully Sacks for the appetizer. Well, when, when there's that many of them, Steve, it's, it's hard to, you know. Are you the MC of that? I am not. Slower. No, they have they have certain standards. <laughs> <laughs> totally understandable. Yeah, they're, they're not going to let me in there. Hey, me neither. I won't be there. I, I don't meet the standards. Your favorite dish is what? Well, that's a good one. You know, I would tell you that my favorite dish is not on the menu. Uh, and, and as a, a good old boy would tell you, I landed my wife with this one. But uh, it's a small filet and then a, a small portion of that fettuccine alfredo that we have in there. After that, she said I do. Uh, but there's just so many creations here, I think. Uh, I think what separates us from other places uh, that, that primarily focus on steaks, we let our guys, our chefs, to actually come up with a new creation every weekend with the fish. It's never the same. The sauces, the top end, how they prepare it, there's carte blanche. You know, we allow them to be artists and, and to have the choice to, to do what they think would be best. Because no one, I don't think, uh, I, I won't say no one, but it would be a little mundane, I think, for these creative men to come in here and just flip steaks and burgers, uh, you know, for a while. I think that this gives them the creative uh, area that, that they really appreciate. But that, come, that comes from the top, though, because well, you, you were telling us with the boudin balls, you drove to somewhere in remote Louisiana <laughs> just to get a certain herb I or something. That, you know, I, I most certainly did. Uh, I drove to Scott, Louisiana and stopped at the best stop. And if you've ever been there, that's uh, the best. That and their cracklings is, is just great. So, yeah, we're going to make it without pork liver, and, 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 and we'll have some in just a minute. We'll let you be the judge. So, how did you? We're in Louisiana, and how did you find out? Well, uh, my neighbor, he said, "Hey, you ever had cracklings?" And I said, uh, "Sure." He said, "I'm not talking about that crap at the convenience store. I'm talking about the stuff in Louisiana." And I said, "No." I said, "Let's take a ride." So, a nine-hour round trip. I'll tell you that we want to serve it at Sully's. It's that good. And I would encourage any of you to go to the Boudin capital of the world, Scott, Louisiana, and try it. There's a million places to do there. They all sell boot and crackers. So people were probably questioning your sanity when you said, what are you doing today? <laughs> I'm driving nine hours round trip to mm-hmm. crackers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you the great thing about that. Uh, you can bring back a gallon jug of those crackers. And when you deliver those, everybody understands why you made the trip. So when you go, uh, think of your friends, spend a little money, bring back five or six gallon jugs of those cracklings, and you'll, you'll get Christmas gifts. I, I, I I'm intrigued. Yeah, you know, get it. cracklings kind of got myself. <laughs> yeah. I like that myself. Nothing like it. All right, so what's what's the future? Do you guys, do you guys Going try to the come up with new stuff? Well, you know, I was just at the bar, and someone said, uh, I hear you guys are going to the coast. And the question was, is who told you that? And, and now you tell me, so I guess the word's on the street. Uh, we are. Uh, looking at some property in Gulfport right now. I'll go ahead and let it let it out of the bag. Um, I think that it's going to be uh, awesome. 
I really do. It's a facility, uh, maybe 3,000 square foot in a restaurant, and uh, maybe 12,000 12, for formal dining, and well, I should say events, wedding receptions, things like that, meetings for big corporations. But I think, I think we'll make a great go of it down there. I think that we'll up the standard for quality of food on the coast. And uh, I think soon, within two years, uh, they'll try to get us in one of the casinos because everyone's going to go to Sully's instead of the places in the casino to eat, and they'll just have to have us. A free game at Sully's and free game, you know. Not well, very far away. Well, you, you said that this is a... Uh, uh, that you're letting it out of the bag. Let it out of the bag. Now, this is not official. No, of course. A lot of things still in the air. A lot of agreements still to be made. But, but if you ever need anybody to be half in the bag or yeah. completely in the bag, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your well, guy. Well, and we're happy to come down there as well. <laughs> sure, sure. So you with, uh, well, Super Talk Mississippi's on the Gulf Coast. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. all 82 counties. So yeah. wherever you go, we... Well, that's we, awesome. We can be there. Yeah. Well, if this works out, I assure you that you're more than welcome there, and we'd like for y'all to come down sometime. And you, can do see, there. you can see, Steve, for my meal, we call it a happy plate. Yeah, this is a very happy plate. Uh, happy yeah, plate. Nothing left. I, I had the uh, I had the blackened chicken breast with the sausage and onions and green beans and biscuit, and I think probably my total calorie count for those of you who are keeping up with your own like I am, maybe maybe 400 calories. For that whole meal. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> they might have put something in there from Louisiana. Pork bellies. Yeah, pork bellies. Pork bellies or something like trick. that. Well, let's, uh, we sure want to thank you very much for having us down here. We love coming here. and We want to encourage the Super Talk Golden Eagle listeners around the state that tune into this show every day, that when you're in town for a ball game, when you're in town for an event, when you're in town to bring your kids to school or just whatever brings you to Hattiesburg, you really need to uh, take the time to come to Sully. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Happy you did. And you talked about the, the rock and roll music. You, mm-hmm. you still do have acoustic music. Absolutely. You know, uh, if you do something, do it really good and improve it. And uh, something I think we always did really well was have local musicians here playing, and we always will, six nights a week, you know, six nights a week. And if you are in town, as uh, you just mentioned, please come by and see us. We set the standard. We set the standard for locally owned restaurants in this town in the time. Of and and think about the, the music at Sully's both here and Pedal is you can actually carry on a conversation while the music is yeah, going that's on. Important. I said that's important. I agree. I, if I, not, I don't please like let someone know. I don't like to eat a meal and I'm having a scream at my wife. Yeah, right. Me neither. Steven, thank you. Hey, thank you. Steven Hansen, thank you everybody. Everybody. one of the owners of Sully's Restaurant. Well, we're broadcasting live today on the Eagle Hour. We're in Purvis. They have a restaurant also in Pedal, and we highly recommend Sully's on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue our broadcast for Sully's Restaurant and Purvis, Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. We'll take just a moment to thank Campus Bookmark for their support of the Eagle Hour. CampusBookmark.net is where you can go 
to get Southern Miss apparel anywhere that you're listening in the state this afternoon. They will deliver it right to your front door, and uh, we really do appreciate their support of the show. Also want to give a shout-out to Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of the Eagle Hour, as well as 4th Street Bar and Grill. We appreciate all those good folks uh, helping us each and every day bring this show to you. All right, Associate Head Basketball Coach Kyle Rohn rejoins the show now. Just had lunch. Want to comment on Sully's lunch? Oh, it was it was delicious. Uh, I, I had no problem uh, finishing in time. While but you, but guys you come up with it anyway, Kyle, right? You got oh, to Sully a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Gets our vote. All right, Coach, I want to ask you about something while we have you here that Kelly and I have been discussing this week. The NCAA does some things to curtail, cut back, maybe on the number of kids that are transferring from one school to another. And the last time we were here, Coach McDowell joined us, and she informed me and Kelly about the transfer portal, which kids are literally putting themselves up, I guess, on some sort of Internet platform to let people know that they're available to transfer. And apparently the NCAA felt like all of this was escalating to a point that it needed to be tamped back. Can you comment to us at all on uh, your feelings about that action and to what degree have you seen as a, a college basketball coach this issue of, of kids wanting to transfer from one school to another? Well, I'll try to stay uh, just on the subject, but I will touch on that. I, that I think the transfer epidemic goes, um, we could reach back further into each particular kid's career and, and what they've been in in terms of youth basketball uh, and, and how how even at that age and youth, it's uh, kids are so nomadic and uh, okay, it, it it doesn't work here. I go, I take my ball, I go home here and there, and and it's almost been endorsed by adults, uh, mom and dad at that time, right? And uh, I was going to use the term adults, but you're right, you're more specific. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and there's rather rather than work through a little adversity um, in, in 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 certain programs, or maybe when I don't start, or you know, score twenty points or something. This and that, but but before we get into that, to, I want to touch on that. So in in, in men's college basketball, there there were uh, this past year there were there were upwards of almost eight hundred um, transfers. Wow! And uh, you know if you if you look at that that math, it's 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 amazing. And uh, so what to get to what you're saying, what happened to NCAA made at this point um, because it, it, up until this past year, a kid. Would go to uh, would go to his coach, express the desire to transfer. <clears throat> that coach and uh, the the compliance office on campus would then give them an email that would say it's a permission to contact for other Division One universities to then contact that that young man. Well, what happened is they thought kids were being held up too much by coaches and uh, being able to be transfers being blocked and this and that uh, to to certain schools. So now. For this, um, uh, 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 for lack of better terms, I think the NCAA calls it student welfare. There is uh, now any any student can walk in the compliance office without talking to their their coaches and request their name be put into transfer portal, which is the name that we're using now. And each school across the country has access to a transfer portal. Well, the the down I can understand that from the student side. I can understand if. And, and, and I want to take back and make sure I don't have just such a hard stance on where my view was about youth, 
youth sports and basketball. But there are some situations that do not work out. I understand that, and it may be best mm-hmm. for a kid to change places. Eight hundred in the high sevens, yes, close yeah. to it. So, yeah. so what what gets to it is um, I understand that part, but that now. Every kid can do it and basically test the water, so to speak. It becomes free agency in, in, in college basketball, and and this allows basically to serve as a recruiting list for a lot of people. And and, and that's the that's the only thing that I that I think is uh, uh, one of the downfalls of it because I think it needs to be a little more, uh, you know. Uh, just look at some of the teams that win the championships over over time, and uh, you know there's teams that put together transfer um, type uh, situation. There's teams that grow from freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and, and you'll see them win win championships in NCAA sporting events. Well, it's no cut and dried way to do it, but what happens is in that transfer portal. Say for example, um, we got the job in, in April, about mid April. Uh, I'm not going to use our example because fortunately we were we were okay. We 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 hit the, our 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 second day after the press conference being number one. The second day was we literally drove and recruited the kids on our roster, which the transfer portal makes you makes you have to do. Not that any of our kids we were in fortunate situation went to the transfer portal. So I, they have essentially had to re up, so to speak. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. And I'll give you an example of. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, and I, I may not be exact on my numbers, but say for example Missouri can. Kansas City, or, or take for example Alabama. We're all familiar with Alabama. I, you know when when that coaching change uh, happened, we would have to like research a little bit. But I think there was five and six kids that immediately that day when the when the when the name of the coach being let go of Alabama and, and uh, Avery Johnson, those five or six kids entered the transfer portal. Well, you go through this, you go through that two week time frame basically of hiring a coach, and when the new coach gets there. By them being in the, in the transfer portal, other people have started enticing them to leave. Either some may have attrition may have happened during that time frame, or the new coach gets there and and, and he gets and he tries to. Uh, and a lot of times schools out because we're in between semesters. He travels to wherever they are or on campus, gets them to come to their office, and and let's say personalities don't fit. So there's a few more attrition. Maybe you talk a few more into coming. So it becomes it becomes really. Uh, a game, basically, with the way this happened, you you can count on it, bank on it. We were fortunate, but when a coaching change happens, if you if you watch, there's going to be a, a an avalanche of, uh, of 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 young men. In our case, headed to the compliance office, put the transfer report. Basically, the way it's built now to to protect themselves. And uh, yeah, but so, it just doesn't seem to be any loyalty anymore. That's what's happening. You know, it is. Now, why can't be healthy for the sport, can it, coach? I don't. I don't think so. My view is now. I'm just a. I'm. I'm, I'm one uh, of many, but I do not think so. I really don't. I, I think there is some. Uh, and I. And I do. I am sensitive to a kid that has signed uh, a scholarship and he played his freshman sophomore year, and boom, all of a sudden his coach is gone, uh, and and you know somebody else comes in. I, I am sensitive to those situations. I do think, however, that, that uh, and I think this is far out to say this because you build a relationship with the coaches, but there's got to be a certain allegiance to that program, to that university, and that, but it, but unfortunately it's not, uh, and it's basically to the, to the people we have relationships with. Hmm. Some of those relationships may be uh, youth coaches, it may be a high school coach, whoever it is, and, and, and that's who those kids are going to listen to and trust, and, and, it, and it's, uh, it takes a while to to develop that trust. And when a new coach comes in, you may not be able to salvage that relationship in, in time to coach. Continuing our discussion with Kyle Rohn, associate head basketball coach on the, on the men's side at Southern Miss, I know I'm preface this question by saying I know you can't really talk names, but 
part of the problem with the fan base in all the sports in Southern Miss is before, well, why didn't we recruit that guy? And there'd be that standard answer, well, well we didn't think we could get him. You know, um, Of course, they can't say no unless they're ever asked, right? So were there ever guys, before you guys came in, Kyle, were there ever guys that were absolute no's that might now be maybes? In terms of recruiting, yeah, I tell you, yeah. Uh, absolutely not. I think uh, I think we think we have something very good to sell. Obviously, in the state of Mississippi, there's there's a, you know a collection of universities at different at different uh, levels, so to speak, if you want to mention that. And, but we're uh, uh, we, we've hit the ground running. We we've made sure we've contacted everybody that's legal to contact, and uh, and and obviously we have ongoing relationships with with. Uh, uh, 100% of the coaches in the state of Mississippi, I can I can say that, and uh, most of them are, are are great relationships in terms. So I I think I think we we have something to sell at Southern Miss. We're we're, go, we're going to sell it. Can do I say we're going to bat a thousand? Absolutely not. But but we're going to try. If there's a, if there's a young man in, in Mississippi, and I say Mississippi, that's where we're going to start our recruiting region. We're going to work inside Good. out. And if there is a kid in Mississippi, well then Southern Miss is going to give him an opportunity if he if he fits. Um, you know our our criteria for being in our program. Now I can't say every kid in Mississippi may may fit that. No, that's I what fans have to understand. But if he can fit just because we think he's getting recruited by by certain schools, that's not going to de- deter us. Well, let's use like Devin Booker for example, who is a great player now in the in the pros with uh, with Moss Point. Would we have said Devin Booker's too good? We're, we're not. We don't have a chance of getting Devin Booker with with a one hundred percent. That's no. We would have, we, go after him. We would, we would have been there. Yeah, good for you. I'm glad, glad to hear you say that. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming down, and it's great, great to have you here with us for this whole hour. And we're real excited about basketball. We're big fans of the basketball program here on the Eagle Hour. I want you to know you're always welcome here. It's a great venue to reach Southern Miss uh, fans around the state, and uh, <clears throat> we're, we want to do anything we can to help you guys. Well, you have, and appreciate you having us, and look forward to being being a guest some more. One last question. Can Spoon still bump? You know he can. can you know he really? can. He, uh, and, and we picked on the other day, we had our goals lowered slightly for camp, and it was a little easier for him this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could probably do anything. <laughs> Spoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, think, uh, I think Spoon is the <laughs> iconic figure of Southern Miss basketball. There's no question about that. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. Coach Calvone, everybody, associate head coach of Southern Miss men's basketball. I remember the Louisville people, the Louisville people when Clarence Weatherspoon was in, you know, the the Louisville people would say, is Weatherspoon ever going to graduate? You know? (laughs) And I said, oh, this coming from the people who have had Purvis Ellison there for about 15 years. (laughs) I had Louisville, yeah. All right, we're at Sully's Restaurant in Purvis. Had a great time down here today. Got one more segment. We're going to be back here in just a minute or two. Going to wrap up the Eagle Hour from Sully's on a Friday afternoon. Quick reminder, we're in Columbia next Wednesday for the Bicentennial Celebration. We'll be joining JT and Rebecca Turner uh, in Columbia. We look forward to that. And we'll continue from Sully's right after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. And welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. I want to thank uh, Associate Head Basketball Coach Kyle Rohn for having lunch with us and, uh, and joining us here throughout the program. Also, of course, I want to thank Stephen Hampton, one of the owners of Sully's Restaurant. Sully's, of course, in uh, Purvis and in Petal. 
as Kelly continues to eat the boudin balls. <laughs> these, these things are so money. These things uh, are you like so them? money. I can tell that. Yeah. How old are you, Kelly? What are you, what are you saying? These things are so money. I mean, they're awesome. You know, Kelly, if you notice, not only Kelly cleaned his plate, he licked it. I mean, it was just really good. He's helping the dishwasher out. out today. Yeah, apparently That's so. what we were taught up in the farm in Iowa. You know? <laughs> it was good stuff. Huh? <laughs> uh, so we appreciate very much uh, the good folks here at Sully's allowing us to come down here. Uh, once a month, always fun, and the mm-hmm. food is always delicious. So you're taking Monday off? You're going to be off Monday? I'll be off Monday. Doing uh, prep work for the big stint in Columbia. Kelly will be handling everything. I'm always working, Kelly. You know, yeah, I, I, I never take a day off. So to everybody listening, in, including Dale Purvis of ComSouth, who always watches uh, listen right. to this program, I'm just you're not supposed to hear this, Bob, but you guys that are listening, Bob's not going to be here Monday. Party! <laughs> We're gonna have us. Some- Kelly will be holding the fort. Now, who you got, Kelly? When the cat is away, and the mice are gonna play. Who you got on the show? Uh, Lou Marciani is gonna be here from Southern Miss. Um, in the sport, Southern Miss, the institute over there, it's it's the only institute of its kind in the country where they have been commissioned to develop security measures for major sporting events, and they report to the U.S. government. Department of Homeland Security. So events like the Kentucky Derby, the Indianapolis 500-mile race, you know, big events, NCAA championship games, the NCAA championship football game, things like that. The guys at Southern Miss are actually developing. Is that right? At Southern Miss, right here in our backyard, right. developing, you know, in this, unfortunately, in the era of terrorism and, and elevated threats, you know, mm-hmm. to our security. These guys are on it, man. They develop these plans. We're going to learn all about it. I have a question. After watching the debate last night, will terrorists get free medical care if the Democrats are elected? Well, they're illegal, right? They're illegal, so they're entitled to free medical. Am I right? Well, if any of those, if any of them win, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that a little political question there for you, Esquire. Yes. Uh, now that you've had your two plates of food, oh, two desserts. Can you let our listeners know where all they might be able to hear the Eagle Hour? Well, of course, you can hear it right here on 97.3 and on 99.3 uh, during the week. And then after hours, you can hear us on Spotify, on SoundCloud, via the website. Uh, you can also hear us on Stitcher, Google Play, Music, and on the iTunes podcast app. Now, our operations manager, Michael Bergens, is back at the studio directing all this. How did you beat Michael out of coming to show <laughs> Uh, you know, it was it was quite the struggle. I just kind of had to show up, take the jeep, and run. You know, yeah. one of those. Was that when I saw you in his office yesterday on your knees? Was that what you were, <laughs> you were begging him? To, you were begging him to not take. Oh the no, no! You you making me look bad now. What are you talking about. <laughs> well, Bergens is uh, normally with us when we go on the road like this, but we have Esquire with us today. I'm a broke college student. I need the food. So well, I, I can tell. That apparently, you ate enough to. Carry you over to sometime tomorrow afternoon. Was <laughs> that a fat joke? <laughs> I have to work. I have to work for Kelly later tonight, so you know I got to make it last. Yeah, what are you doing for? What are you doing here for? We're um, we are doing a live stream tonight for the Festival South Best of the Pine Belt Awards at I the Singer tonight. So. I got you. I got you. So they do let you down there. <laughs> well, I, no, they, no, not but no. I'm not no, Kelly's there. not there. They have a restraining oh, order. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It's going to be me and then uh, the host. And so I'll be directing all that for them tonight. I'm going to get on on Facebook. I'm coaching uh, the eight-year-old Oak Grove, excuse me, nine-year-old Oak Grove All-Stars down at the state tournament in uh, well, where I'm headed for you. instantaneously down in the So, Michael, how, how did how did Esquire convince you not to come to Sully's? <laughs> he asked. 
to ask, huh? See, well, I told you. That's all you have to do is just ask. <laughs> See? I told you. It was that simple. Michael, can I have a raise? <laughs> that's, that's not my... That's out of my Bob, can I have a raise? <laughs> there you go. That's it. You got the guy right there. Michael and Esquire sucked up all the money. There's just hardly any left. Hold up now. Wait just a minute here. It's not the time we pay these two guys. But if it's not for these guys, we can't do what we do. That's right. all we know how to do is talk. Now, I have to ask, since you asked earlier, mm-hmm. is our, myself and Michael, back at the studio, are we probably better producers than what happened with the uh, debate the other night? Are you what now? Are we better producers than the crew that ran the debate? Oh, clearly, night? clearly. I mean, but see, I believe the Russians hacked them. Don't you, <laughs> Kelly? I think it's pretty clear. Dick. Trump colluded with the Russians to hack the Democratic debate. What do you think? Let's see what Mueller has to say. Mueller. Yeah, yeah the Mueller report. Yeah, we, need, uh, we, need, <laughs> we need that guy from uh, from History Channel that's always on late at night and talks about aliens. Uh, you, know, you, and, uh, you and Michael are superb. Y'all take very good care of the Eagle Island. Are we in bumper music? We're, we're recording, right, Margaret? Remember, we got to save uh, this. Are we in the bumper music? I really can't Not yet. you got 10 that. seconds. Oh, okay. Eight, Eight, seven, seven, six, six, five, five, four, four three, three, two, one. Bumper. There we go. Okay. Sequence. And uh, we're we're launched. All right, that wraps it up for Sully's. Thanks for having us down. Kelly has the Eagle Hour Monday. It's in good hands. Until then, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.